are you doing on those dreams you set out for yourself, for your business and your family at the beginning of the year? If you are hearing this, please hear me when I tell you that there is still time. Think of four months. Four months is a lot of time. That's roughly 120 days. Just imagine how you could transform your mind, your life, your business, your body, and your circumstances in 120 days. Just imagine what you could create, do, become, and beyond. Well, hey, hey, welcome back or welcome to the show. This is episode 88, baby. And it's brought to you by Advocare, one of my favorite companies, one of my favorite clients and their collagen is my obsession. Uh, And I really feel like a collagen routine helps me age more gracefully. So if you want to learn about Advocare and their collagen glow and skin and hair system, my goodness, go to the show notes. Uh, You can learn more. And of course, get discounts because you listen to this show. Well, I'm coming to you this week with Solo. So it's you and me, baby, today. And my dogs, who clearly have forgotten that I'm recording, hopefully we'll be able to get through this with peace. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, man, it's me and you and my dogs that are laying here in my office and my coffee and my candle and the mic and a sunny day. And damn, I'm so excited uh, to be with you and to jam on a couple of things. I want this to be a little hit, a little hit for your vibes this morning, for your drive, for your workout, wherever we are together. I am just so damn glad you are here. Okay. So there's so much going on uh, today. I want to talk about a couple things, two things, two things, two things. We're going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a scoop first off on meeting Jen Sincero. I met Jen Sincero uh, again. I first met her at a book signing. I'll give you the story, but I met her at a book signing about six years ago here in Hudson, but I got to share the stage with her at an event in Utah uh, two weeks ago now. Incredible stuff. If you don't know Jen, she's a New York Times bestselling author of a book called You Are a Badass and Then Some. My gosh, she's written several books since Badass came out. But anyway, I'm going to share the scoop, what I learned, the lesson she taught me, all the things. And then number two, uh, we got we got four months left in the year. Okay. How can we finish strong? I'm going to share my ideas and inspiration there. So buckle up. It's going to be good. Okay, Jen Sincero. So let me give you the, the story. And specifically, I think you are going to love the three big things I learned uh, from, from our time together in Utah. So Jen Sincero is a New York Times bestselling author. She really came on the scene with her book, You Are a Badass, and then has gone on to write books like You Are a Badass at Making Money, You Are a Badass at Habits, and just has really built this like badass, literally, empire. But let me give you the backstory and why I'm dedicating a little time to talk to you about this, because I think there is so much power in uh, the manifestation of it all. And I think it can show you and remind you what's possible. So I met Jen uh, for the very first time almost uh, 
five years ago now, five-ish years ago, between five and six years ago now, uh, when she came through Hudson, Ohio, where I currently live for a book signing. Uh, her book, You Are a Badass at Making Money, had just come out. And so she was kind of taking a tour around the United States talking about that. And so she was coming to my local library, this cute little library, downtown Hudson. And I was like, hail to the yes, I'm going to that. So I bought a ticket. And uh, I, uh, the day of the event, I was actually flying home from a, a keynote speech in Boston and check this shit out. So um, I was at that airport in Boston in the little United terminal waiting to board the flight. And I look across my seat and uh, there's, there's Jen. Sincero, Jen fucking Sincero. So of course I have this like fangirl moment and I'm like, no, I'm not going to not say hello. And oh my God, what are the odds that we're both on the same flight going to Hudson, Ohio? I mean, serendipitous in itself. Uh, and she was obviously going to the book signing. I was heading home and going to the book signing that night. So whatever I go over and I'm like, are you Jen Sincero? And she's like, I am. And I, you know, I, I knew I was going to see her that night. So I didn't like totally nerd out and be like, can we get a picture? But I would have done it. And like, who cares? Right. I don't, I love when people want to snap a photo with me. I think it's so cool. And when people tell me how much they, they love my book and how much it's changed their life. I mean, that's why we write, you know, you write to make an impact. So I'm like, I'm up, but I, this is years before I had my book guys years. My book came out in May of 2019. So this is like little Judy, um, baby keynote speaker, trying to figure it out and start a business and side hustling and all that. So I go up to her. Cause I mean, her book, fucking changed everything for me. Her book was the first time I saw someone write in a way that I felt I could see myself. It like literally see myself in their words, like the way she wrote her story, the vibe, the energy, the way she organized the book, the way she, um, put information together, the way she thought, the way she came out of the dark and into the light. Like I, it was so fucking relatable. It's so real. And it was like the first time I had read a personal development book that I didn't feel like preached at. I felt spoken to and it, Dude, it cracked me wide open. And I really believe it is that book that set in motion what has become uh, so much of the rest of my life, specifically, you know, my book, Fierce, My Homeboy. So anyway, I go up, I nerd out, I say hello and whatever. We do our thing. And I'm like, I can't wait to see you tonight at the book signing. I'll be there. Yay. All the things. Secretly hoping I was sitting next to her on the plane. I wasn't sitting next to her on the plane. So whatever. We board, uh, land in Hudson, go our separate ways and off we go. And we do our days, go to the book signing that night. It begins with her reading from her new book, which was really cool. Then it opens up to a Q&A. When she goes to the Q&A, I stand up and I, 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 one of my favorite fear experiments is asking the first question. And so I did this a lot in corporate. Uh, so I would make it a, a point to, to really be engaged, to find a way to add value and to speak up, right? To get noticed, to put myself out there, whatever. So I of course, ask the first question at the book signing. And I'm like, hey, Jen, me again from the Boston airport. And she remembered who I was. And we just had this little exchange. And I asked her, I said, listen, you know, you write about in your book, you are a badass so much about how you couldn't stand personal development. And it was like one of those things that, you know, you really shied away from and made fun of and all this stuff. And, and now here you are, like you um, write personal development and personal development 
coaches and conferences changed your life and really allowed you to do everything you're doing. So I've got to ask you, you know, your book changed my life so much. What is a book that you read that cracked you wide open? What would be number one in your top three of most influential personal development books. And she said to me um, very quickly, uh, a book called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles and highly recommended. It's actually a book that uh, I keep with me um, on the regular. I look at it most days of the week. A lot of times I just open the book and let my eyes land somewhere on the page and, and sort of let it be my, my intention or my mantra for the day, but it, oh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a read and it's worth it. And it's, um, important. So anyway, that was her answer. We do this Q and a, we go into the book signing. I wait in line. I have my little books. It's finally my turn. And I get up to see Jen and I'm like, hi, me again. And we get the book signed and we take our photo. And I say to her, and this, is the thing I say to her. This is the moment that changed everything for me. You guys, this was probably, let's think my book came out in 2019, started writing 2018, like really writing, signed my contract in 18, 17. So this was probably 2016. I had just quit my job. Um, this, yeah, I had just quit my job. So this is 2016. And I say to her before I leave, I go, Jen, I have to tell you one thing, your mantra, you are a badass is awesome. I have one too. I've had it since high school. <laughs> um, it has helped me get through so many things and have more playful conversations with my fear. And I got to share it with you. She's like, oh my God, what is it? I said, it's that beer is my homeboy. And she sets her Sharpie down, leans back in her chair and she goes, ooh, that's so good. I may have to steal it. And Oh my God. Like my heart started racing. I got goosebumps all over my body. Uh, now, of course, Jen wasn't going to steal my idea, but fuck, what did I know? Right. This girl's got access to fancy publishers and the New York times bestselling list. And she's written two books already. And she's a writer, writer. And what the fuck, what if she stole my idea? And of course she wasn't going to steal my idea, but it was that validation her seeing something valuable in me, someone who I so look up to validating my idea, my mantra, something that has been on my heart for so long, someone who has done it, who has found success saying, and I mean success as an author, because success is going to look different for all of us. I actually hate the word success, but someone who most people that strive to write books would consider a successful writing career, someone who has found that kind of success, uh, straight up loved my idea and loved it so much. She's like, oh, I should steal it. Well, shit, that lit a fire under my ass and I got to work. That was in 2016 and the journey began, I, I signed a contract in 2018 uh, with my publisher. I released my book in 2019 and it took me some time, but yo, it started everything for me. So talk about a full circle manifestation moment when I find out that I am sharing the freaking stage with her at an event. Jen was the opening keynote. I was the closing keynote, so I could not let that moment pass without being able to hand her a copy of my book and to say thank you and to tell her that story. Um, so I 
conducted a fear experiment. Uh, go to episode 10. If you are new here and you don't know what fear experiments are, they're a big part of the work we're doing in our community. And it's all about opening new doors. So uh, my fear experiment was that I was going to ask the client, my client, if it would be possible to arrange a meeting with her, like backstage or whatever, to no avail. She said that Jen's pretty heavily guarded. I couldn't, they, you know, having a hard time getting access to her um, and that it, it, it likely wasn't going to happen. So I, I sort of let it go. I figured, you know, listen, we're both speaking. We're, we're essentially there as colleagues. So if it was in God's plan, if it was in the plan of the universe, I'd like, you know, bump into her backstage. So I let it go, right? Um, there had to be a chance. And if it was meant to be, it, it would happen. And then I get an email from my client on August 26th at 3.29 p.m. Mm -hmm. That said, hey, Judy, I just got an email back from Jen's team and Jen wants to meet up with you. How about coffee in the lobby at 9.30 a.m.? Are you? That's my record scratch. Are you fucking kidding me? I fell out. I started screaming and tearing up and doing the happy dance in my office. I immediately called Amanda and I just, we, you know, we had to sit and celebrate with the serendipity of it all. And that's what happened. You guys, I had an milk cappuccino and eggs with Jen fucking Sincero. And it was magical. And here is a girl, me who really did not come from much. The girl who never really did well in school. I loved school, the social aspect of school. Um, but I struggled in school. It was so hard for me to take tests. I, I struggled writing and really staying focused. Anyway, I was now sitting on a couch as a colleague, as a fucking colleague with a New York Times bestselling author. And if I can do that, just imagine what you can do, create, build. Maybe you want to write a best-selling book, right? Begin, begin. Maybe you want to quit your job and stay home with your kids. Begin. Maybe you want to start a podcast. Begin. Maybe you want to sing for a living. Begin. Maybe you need a beach vacation. Begin. And what I really mean by begin is action starting. Listen, people don't jump out of planes without a fucking parachute. The only reason someone jumps out of a plane is because they actually have a parachute on their back. So what's in your parachute? Start building your plan. Start putting shit in your parachute so that when it's time, you can jump. Okay. So you hear me talk a lot about Advocare, not only because they're a podcast sponsor, but also because I'm a consumer, which is why they are a sponsor in the first place, because I'd never share anything with you that I don't use myself. And Advocare Spark is one of my secret weapons, especially when I'd rather not reach for an afternoon coffee to vibe up my energy. Spark does the trick every time. And the best part is that Spark has a unique blend of 20 vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that work synergistically to provide a healthy and balanced source of energy. Much better than the coffee, right? Spark contains an effective amount of caffeine, so you get that quick boost. Some B vitamins to enhance your body's natural ability to produce and sustain its own energy. And 
neuroactive ingredients that enhance mental focus and alertness. And oh my God, there are so many flavors to choose from. So if you've been wanting to try it for yourself, well, Spark has a sample pack and it was designed for exactly that reason. Try three of their best-selling flavors all month long while supplies last. You can purchase a Spark sample pack today for only eight bucks if you're a new customer and for 12 bucks if you're a returning customer. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and get discounts because you listen to this podcast. So there's three things I learned from sitting on the couch and sharing eggs and a cappuccino with Jen Sincero. Number one, boundaries are respect for yourself and others. I asked Jen, uh, probably about 10 minutes into our chat, I was like, do you mind if I do an Instagram story or take a photo with you at some point? And she goes, hmm, let me think about that. And she thought about it. Jen is an introvert by nature. She um, prefers to be behind the scenes. She's not really public. And and she guards access to her very, very strictly. That's why it was extra fucking awesome that she wanted to sit down and meet with me, right? Because she doesn't do that with anyone and everyone. So she, she took some time to think about taking a photo and doing an Instagram story. And I think I won her over because she did it. We had this great photo and she uh, was gracious enough to be on the stories with me and all that good stuff. And then at the very end, I said to her, but she thought about it and I, I respected that. I loved that. And I allowed her to have that rightfully so. And then, and then uh, at the very end, I said, okay, Jen, so how does a girl like me stay in touch with a girl like you, you know, like, do you take private clients? Like, do you mentor anyone? Like literally, I'm like, I can't let her leave without asking that fucking question. Right. Well, like what's the worst that's going to happen, but better yet, what's the best that's going to happen. Right. We got to get out of what's the worst that can happen and into what's the best that could happen. So I'm like, what's the best that could happen. I got to ask. And she's like, you know, I go, what's the best way for me to stay in touch with you? And she's like, yeah, like through my agent, you know, like there was no like exchange of numbers. There was no here's my email, stay in touch. She's like, listen, I have to protect uh, my privacy and my boundaries. And maybe that'll change one day. But for now, the best way to get in touch with me is, is through my team. And she goes, I would rather be honest with you in that way now than give you my number and completely fucking ghost you because it is not what I'm able to do. It's not what I have the capacity to do. It's not what I have the bandwidth to do. And you know what? I, it made me love her even more. So many times we say yes when we don't meet it and we end up hurting ourselves in the long run. I have had that happen where someone um, very, very industry famous has given me contact information and ghosted me. And it's heartbreaking. I'd rather you have just not given me your number. I'd rather you have not opened that door because now you have really let me down. And not only that, you actually... I don't know. It, 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 it's wasted energy and you make yourself look bad when there's no reason to look bad. Just say no. So that was a beautiful lesson and a beautiful reminder for me and any one of us listening right now that listen, boundaries are respect for yourself and others. And I also want to say we have to stop boundary shaming. When we see a woman, a man, 
any human being set a boundary for themselves by saying no or protecting their time or their privacy. Stop shaming and start studying. Maybe you can do more of that for yourself. I think we can study people who are brave enough to do that, to set boundaries, to use their goals and what they want for themselves and their lives and their, their, mental, their mental wealth by setting a boundary. So I, I thought that was so dope. I witnessed it in action. Well, no wonder um, she's able to do what she does because she takes the business of, of who she is really fucking seriously, meaning she doesn't take herself seriously. She takes boundaries very seriously. And so many of us don't do that. Um, boundaries are respect for yourself and other people. And she doesn't want to let people down. And she knows that if she gives access to herself, uh, to everyone and anyone who wants access to her, uh, she'll never get anything done. Right. Just imagine if Snoop Dogg played every free concert he was asked to play, like he'd get no work done. Just imagine if freaking Rachel Ray or Giada cooked every free meal they're asked to cook, like they'd get nothing done. Imagine if, if Beyonce took every request that came in her inbox for collabs or appearances or charities or whatever, you'd get nothing done. You have to set boundaries. Okay. That was number one. All right. A quick pause to shout out our review of the week and it's love a great deal spelt L-U-V-A-G-R-8 deal. Thank you for your badass review on iTunes. And because you left a review on iTunes, you are our listener of the week and I'm going to send you some badass stuff. So send me a DM on Instagram or email me at hello at judyholler.com to claim your prize. And if you want to be our next listener of the week, that's all you got to do. Leave a quick review on iTunes. It's that easy. Number two, uh, she is exactly how she writes her voice, her demeanor, all of it. Uh, I loved that. And this is why the secret is always you, uh, the secret, the real secret to any sort of success, success, the way you define it is always fucking you. So the best bet you ever make is on your goddamn self. So be yourself the way she is on stage, the way she is sitting on a couch next to her having eggs, the way she is when you read her books, she is exactly the same. I watch her sit on stage and do a Q and a for her keynote. She's exactly the same on stage as she is in the lobby. When we say hello to her, as she is on the pages of her book, be yourself. That's the secret. That's always the secret. And then last but not least, uh, I asked her about her book. I said, you know, it's become all your books are New York times bustling books, but you know, badass was the one that started everything. And, uh, when, like from the time it came out till the time it hit the list, like, was it immediate? Like, talk to me about that. Like, tell me that process. And she goes, no, Oh, it, it was almost get this. It was almost four years from when she put out, you are a badass as an unknown, nobody, not that Jen's a nobody. Of course she was a somebody, but you know what I mean? In the world of public, like no one knew who she was. She just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, even though she had been writing her whole life essentially, but she really came out of nowhere, if you will, but had been putting in the work, but it was four years from the time she put her book out until the time it hit the New York times bestselling list. Holy fucking shit. 
we never know what the universe has in store for us. We have to keep moving. So the big lesson in that specifically, if you're someone listening right now that wants to to write for a living, wants to have a book, dreams of hitting a bestseller list. Let's talk about that. Uh, her book was word of mouth and grassroots and organic. And it, it lit like wildfire because that community that was built on the backside of the book and the words in the book and the movement behind the book and the declaration of being a badass that the book invited us to explore that community lit like wildfire. She said, I also had really good timing. The world obviously needed this message at the time the book came out, but the community, it was so word of mouth and it caught like wildfire. So listen, the words inside that book, which are fucking magic, would have never been read if the work hadn't been done on the front side of the book. And from a marketing perspective in the book, uh, like just from the title alone, like you are a badass is a stake in the ground. It's rattling the cage a little bit. It's catching attention. These are the things you have to think about when you're writing a book, because let me tell you something, no matter who you sign with, you will be responsible for marketing your book. You will be responsible for the success of your book. And what a lot of people don't understand is that you can buy your way onto bestseller lists. If you got enough money, you can get on the cover of any magazine you want, baby. You can get on any television show you want. You can buy access. I mean, even getting into airports in general. My book just wasn't in an airport, baby. I wrote a check to my publisher and to the team that sold me into Barnes and Noble and into the airports to be able to be in those places. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, so to get on a New York Times bestselling list organically comes from, of course, a great book, but no one will read the words in that book if it isn't cracked open in the first place. So are you catching attention? Are you preparing for the marketing and the community? Think about it. If I wrote a book called Fear is My Friend, Yay, fear. I mean, okay. All right. Nothing against that. First of all, it isn't me. It isn't me, but it's basic, right? We got we to gotta take a stand, even if we could offend someone, even if someone may not like it. I could write a, a book called Fear Is My Friend and people would still hate my fucking book. People would still hate my book. It doesn't matter what you do. Anytime you create, or take a stand or do something amazing, there are going to be people that it rubs the wrong way. So you have to take a stand. You have to put your stake in the ground. You have to decide this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And you have to be thinking so very much about the marketing and the word of mouth and the shareability of any beautiful idea you create. This is my opinion. Why do you think my book is a hot pink book? And, you know, for me, it was really inspiring to hear Jen tell me that because my book's been out almost uh, two years. It'll be, uh, what is 2021? It was two years this summer. God, time is like, what year is it? In May, it was two years. So it's just exciting to think that um, four years later, her, her book hit the list and it's, she says, she's like, it's not left the list since it hit it. Holy shit. So 
that's my Jen story. I hope you found some inspiration in it. And uh, my God, I was so excited to share it with you. I do want to wrap up by reminding you of a couple of things. Uh, there are four left, four months left in the year. How are you doing on those goals of yours? How, how are you doing on those dreams you set out for yourself, for your business and your family at the beginning of the year? If you are hearing this, please hear me when I tell you that there is still time. Think of four months. Four months is a lot of time. That's roughly 120 days. I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but we've got about 120 days left in the year. That's almost 3,000 hours. Just imagine how you can transform your mind, your life, your business, your body, and your circumstances in 120 days. Just imagine what you could create, do, become and beyond with 3,000 hours. Now, obviously, we're not working in awake all 120 days, all 3,000 hours, but hopefully you're picking up what I'm putting down here. Four months is a good amount of time, and I want you to think about one of your goals, a goal you set at the beginning of the year, and I want you to take one of them you haven't made progress on yet, and I want you to imagine where you would be today if you had started on that dream, that goal, four fucking months ago. Because let me tell you, if there's one regret I have in life, and I don't have many, it's that I didn't start sooner. So begin. You have four months to finish strong, to make yourself proud, uh, and to prove to yourself that you can bring goals to the finish line. A few tips for you to get you thinking as we close things out. Remember, and Jen reminded us of this, your goals are boundaries right? So if you want to lose weight, eating in most nights and like skipping happy hour is a goal, which is a boundary, right? If you want to pay off your debt, one of your goals should be to be saving money every week, right? And skipping lattes. If you want to find love, uh, you've got to be scheduling time to go on dates every week and get on apps and mix and mingle. Remember, we can use our goals as boundaries with people, places, things, and time, right? So use those goals as boundaries to get what you want to get done, done. Remember where you're, number two, where your attention goes, energy flows. So what are you putting your energy towards because where that attention is going, energy is flowing. So if you want to make something happen, put some attention to it. Number three, where are you in your day? Every day you're going to have uh, things you need to get done and appointments and meetings and things with the kids and errands to run. But I want you to always be asking yourself, where are you? Where am I in my day? Where am I? Where are my goals, my priorities? in my day, every day. Number four, own your morning. I think if there's one thing you could do uh, to make an immediate change in your life is to start being really, really mindful about how you spend the first 60 minutes of your day because what you do with the first 60 minutes of your day really determines the quality of it. So own your morning. Uh, put money into the bank of you before you invest in anybody or anything else. Own it. And then number five, uh, every time you say no to uh, putting yourself out there, to an opportunity, to something that feels uncomfortable, uh, to a new experience, you're not really saying no to that new experience. You're saying no to yourself. You're saying, nope, I'm not worthy. Nope, I'm not ready. No, I'm not smart enough. No, I'm not good enough. No, I'm not pretty enough. No, I'm not worthy. No, I'm not worthy. More yeses 
and more moments of momentum, right? This is why this podcast is called Yes And. We say yes because it's important. We say yes to ourselves. We say yes to new things. We say yes to scary things. We say yes to uncomfortable things, but you can still say yes and be complacent. It's when we say yes and that we open a door to what's possible. But I wanted to remind you that every time you say no to trying something new or you put something off or you don't send the email and you don't make the phone call, you're actually saying, you're not saying no to that task. You're saying no to yourself. You're not saying no to that person. You're saying no yourself. So I hope you learned something new. I hope this episode inspired you. I hope you loved this episode as much as I loved making it for you. So talk to me on Instagram. Let me know what you thought. What was your biggest takeaway? Can you even believe the whole Jensen Cheryl thing? Oh, I couldn't wait to tell you that story. And I hope you feel inspired because I certainly did uh, as I left my time with her. Uh, so let me know what you think. Talk to me, uh, Instagram or email me at hello at judyholler.com. I love hearing from you. Keep your reviews coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And and as always, every week, I'm going to pick a listener of the week. Maybe next week, it'll be you. And trust me, I send some really fun shit out in the mail. So I think you I think you dig it. So, okay, that's it. Off we go. Have a badass day. I'm so glad you're here. See you next week. <laughs>